Boys and girls, we're back. We're better, as always. Um, pretty cool news that I just found out. I'm not doing too bad on our bets right now. Pretty good, one would say. Um, Ryan, he's doing okay. We'll get to him later. Um, but thank you guys for being here. It's another phenomenal week. We got some wild things going on in the NFL. We got some wild things going on really in life that bled into the NFL. Um, we're going to dive into all that. Uh, it might be a short episode. We got some cool things going on that are behind the scenes that we're going to have to take care of. But um, regardless, we're here. So we really, really appreciate y'all being here. It's episode 91 of the podcast, BDE Radio. I am your co-host, Cam. And alongside me, as always, is Ryan, a.k.a. Groobs, a.k.a. The Goat. How are you, brother? Hanging in there, man. Another week down. Christmas is a week away. We'll have our Christmas episode next week, and we'll go from there. Uh, bowl games start tomorrow, today, for you guys listening. Um, pretty pumped. I mean, I love bowl season. It's great. I think there's way too many of them. But, hey, more football, I'm not going to complain. Plus, we get Saturday NFL. So, um, got a great matchup tonight with the Chiefs and the Chargers. I know you need that one to go one way, and we'll talk about it later. But, hey, got a, got some things that happened yesterday hell one thing that happened today um some wild stories that we get to talk about and you know what it's gonna be a great episode we'll keep it short we'll keep it quick and you know what we're gonna have silly goose time doing it that's right hey um might as well dive in I mean, what's our first topic what we got brother i think the biggest topic of the day urban meyer yeah he's fired he's done in jacksonville I mean, we saw the writing on the wall as soon as he was hanging out with old girl at the crew, at the club, you know? Yeah, I mean, that. I mean that's very obvious. But, you know, he gets that vote of confidence from there. But I thought he'd get through the season. Obviously, he couldn't do that. That's wild. What was the – what was the what – what catalyzed the firing this soon? Well, you have what we just discussed, you know, the whole thing with the girl at the what chop else? house. Um then you have him pretty much blaming all his coaches. He pretty much calls his coaches losers. Um, he doesn't take any responsibility for anything that's happened. He pretty much, every time somebody, a reporter's asked about a certain player, how he's playing, why has his snap, his snap count's not gone up, and he's just like, oh, I haven't looked into it. I think he's playing more. Got, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy didn't even play a single snap. Oh, so wow. I, it just seems like he checked out, especially after that. I, I just don't think he's used to losing. But he's also just, when it boils down to it, he's just not that good of a person. I think he, he took this job, realized it was too much. I mean, you, you knew it was kind of a clown show when he gave Tebow the opportunity at tight end. That should have been a, hey, this guy doesn't really get it. This is the NFL. And then there's this whole story that came out with Josh Lambeau and the kicker. And I think this is what kind of pushed it over the edge. Yeah. Um, I knew he was a loser as soon as he left Florida. Faked uh, his health. He, uh, yeah, he claimed that he had poor health and he left Florida when the reality is, is that he saw the writing on the wall and that he was losing his golden child and he didn't know what to do about it and he didn't want to be a loser, so he got out while he could. Um that was, yeah, we all knew that was bullshit when he took that Ohio State job. Yeah, that was that was scummy. That was super scummy. Um, yeah, it turns out he's just not a good guy um, at his core for all intents and purposes. And, hey, whatever. Let's keep it moving. What happened with uh, with that, with the kicker and the other guy? So the other guy, that was just a playing time issue thing. Like, 
he apparently has gotten in verbal, like bad verbal altercations with uh, who's a big receiver down there? Is it Marvin Jones Jr.? Sounds right. I think he's down there. You know, they were going back and forth. I think he actually left practice, left a meeting, and then they had to get him to come back, and then they got back into another fight with Urban. Um, it seems like he just didn't understand it. And here's a prime example. Let me pull it up real quick. But pretty much him and Josh Lambeau really got into it. Um, pretty much he kicked Josh Lambeau. So let me read the whole story off of what he said. All right, this is what he said. No, 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 no. He, oh, he, first off, he always called them kicker. He never called them by their names. He called all the specialists. It was hay kicker, punter, long snapper, or shit bag, dipshit. Um, he, Lambo goes out to say this didn't really bother him. He just didn't. He didn't really care. He just thought it was funny. Right. Um, but he never called him his name. Then he said, "One day I'm in a lunge position, left leg forward, right leg back. Urban Meyer, while I'm in the stri- stretch position, comes up to me and says, "Hey, dipshit, make your fucking kicks,' and kicks me in the leg." He said it certainly wasn't as hard as he could have kicked it, but it certainly wasn't a love tap. Truthfully, I'd register it as a five out of ten. Which in the works workplace, I do not I don't care if it's football or not. The boss the boss can't strike an employee, and for a second I couldn't believe it actually happened. Part of my vulgarity, I said, "Don't you ever fucking kick me again." And his response was, "I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the fuck I want." <laughs> That's funny. Um, wow. Uh, I don't know how I would respond to that either, bro. You know? like, hey, I've, I mean, you fight him. I've, you absolutely fight him. You're you're getting paid probably as much as he is, even as a kicker. Yeah. Fucking fight him. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I, I don't know what I would have done there. I know I wouldn't have handled it well. I've gotten, I wouldn't I've have. gotten undressed verbally, you know? Like, hey, I've gotten absolutely dog cussed for sure, bro. Yo. If y'all don't think there's coaches out there that'll cuss you like a dog up and down and just absolutely beat you down meant, uh, verbally, you got it wrong. Right. Most of the time, they're pretty good coaches, though. So you just wear it, and you're probably wrong, I'd say, 95% of the time. So you just say, yeah, absolutely, you're right, coach. And then we keep it moving. And then they get that out of their system. You get, hey, you just wear it. You understand. You look them in the eye. You say, yes, sir. They respect that. And then you keep it moving. Um, when it comes to physical altercations, I've never had to deal with that though. That is, it's at the pro level too. And obviously it's never condoned in any, at any level, but at the pro level, like you are nothing more than a guy that gives guidance. You're literally, you have to be a player's coach in the NFL because all I'd I'd say 45% of them are making more money than you. Yeah, a vast majority are. You think so? You think over you think over half are making more money than head ball coach? Yeah. I mean, unless you're John Gruden making a buttload of money, 10 mil a year. I mean, most of those guys, your starters are probably making more than the head coach. Sure. Sure. I um yeah, I that's rough, dude. Um and it's different because he doesn't have that control of, hey, I can pull your scholarship. Exactly. I can pull your nil money. I can pull all this stuff. Yeah. I can run you to death. Can't do that. You can't do I mean, that, dude. You literally it don't matter he can if run you, but or not. He can't hey, let's let's be honest. He can't really run anybody. Let's hey, yeah. hey, let me tell you something. If Bruce Arians goes up to Tom Brady and tries to run him, he's gonna giggle. 
And yeah, Tom's going to be like, you know what? Scary. I'll take practice from here. And they're going to keep it moving. You know, like, that's right. just not how the NFL, that's not how professional ath- athletics operates. Uh, so that's that's wild to me, man. That is really wild. Yeah. And it's just a complete and utter disrespect for not even calling the guy by his name. Like, yeah, that's scummy. And this we're talking about a guy who has the fourth most accuracy in the league, like of all time. Like Josh Lambeau was a converted soccer player into a kicker and is a fucking damn good kicker. Mm. So it's just complete and utter disrespect. I'm, I know he's a kicker. I get it. I get it. He's not the quarterback. He's not the running back. He's not a linebacker. But this guy produces points for you. You should have a lot of respect for somebody that does his job really well. No doubt. No doubt. Annually. He, it's not just one year fluke. It does right. well in general. Um, he's an historically good kicker. So, uh, yeah, that's rough, dude. That's rough. Good riddance, you know? Yeah, I mean, from here, Urban, I just he's done. Yeah. He, there's no way, not no small school, nobody can give this guy a job after all. He's done this how many times? He's been caught up in how many things? Dude, like, no, he's done. He is done. Let's hope. Let's hope so. Um, I wonder what Fox is feeling like, though, because remember, he was a color. He was like an analyst on Fox yeah. Sports. For the longest Alongside time. Matt Liner, yeah, and Liner Reggie Bush. And Bush, yeah, he, he was he was right there with them. After it he up. got fired for the Zach Smith controversy, yeah, yeah, covering up someone beating their wife allegedly. So nutty, man. I um, yeah, that's rough. Good for him. Get him the hell out of there. Good for the Jaguars. Maybe they can get somebody that can work towards progress in that in that organization. It's wild to me. They fired Doug Marone. Fire Doug Marone for Urban Meyer. Hmm. Like a guy who has been a head coach, has got the Jags in the playoffs, was one play away from being in the AFC championship. Hell, was that the AFC championship? With Bortles. I think yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had a good year. That was a big year. They had a them. very good year that year. I, was that the AFC championship? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, they would have been in the Super Bowl. That would have been nuts with Blake Bortles, of all people. Yeah. So you're telling me you fired Doug Marone for Urban Meyer purely because, let's be honest, PR yeah. and hype? Like, I'm sorry. Ohio State and what, what Urban's been able to do through his career is get the best players and run a very simple system. Well, guess what? In the NFL, they're all, like he said, like playing Alabama every single game. They're the best of the best. And then the college is one step, right? Only a certain percentage of people make it in college. Then even a smaller percentage of the people that make it to college, a smaller percentage of that make it to the NFL. Yeah. And they're the best of the best. So I, I, I don't know what he expected. I don't know why he brought on college guys with him. It just didn't make any sense from the get-go. And I, it's better that they cut this off now rather than letting it go on through the season and because you start got to start getting contingency plan, you got to develop Trevor. I mean, what a waste of a rookie year for him. Yeah, it's been rough, but he could also use this as a tool, as a learning tool. Um, so uh, I I like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, seemingly he seems like a decent I mean, yeah, guy, but, a good athlete. Um, it's a shame that he had the coaching that he did. I know that, but um, right. hopefully he uses it to motivation. Some something. That, that can motivate him to do better as opposed to give him a crutch to say, well, this is my excuse that I wasn't that great. Um, right. So Hopefully he's like, all right, we 
we're just going to turn the page, put this one behind us, and move forward. Keep it moving. Treat next year like your first year. 100%. 100%. I, um, good. Good. I mean, are there any reports that we got some suspects on, on potential hires? No, I mean, this came out at 1.30, dude, so I, I don't know anything yet. I mean, one name they could go look at is Jeff Fisher. I mean, he's always a guy you can go look for. Hell, somebody somebody eventually has to go get Biennemi. Someone's got to scoop him up from Kansas City. Someone's got to pull that trigger, so that could be them. They could be the ones that do it. Um, you, you've seen some weird hires. I mean, look at Matt Campbell in, at Detroit. So there's no telling who they're going to hire. Yeah, no doubt. I'm with you. What else we got? We got a big one. We got a big story that came out of National Signing Day. Well, early National Signing Day yesterday. The number one overall pick now or prospect in the country spurned FSU, flipped his commitment to go to Jackson State with Deion Sanders. We're talking about Travis Hunter here, people. He took a massive uh, name, and, name, image, and likeness deal from Barstool and Pin Gaming. And if you don't know, Dion is employed by them. And he, even though he's saying that's not the reason, it's the reason. It's definitely the reason. When, well, it's one of there's for a, sure, the reasons. Yeah. I mean, look, Hunter and nobody saw this coming. Like, I, I'm pretty plugged in with this stuff, and nobody saw it coming. Um, he's been staunch that he was going to FSU. I mean, days before he was on ESPN saying he was going to, he loves FSU. He's been an ambassador. It's his dream school. And, and then there's in the background, it's been his mom wants him to keep his word on his commitment, all this stuff. But when money comes and talking, you can't turn that down. Dude, at that age, bro, you offer me $2 million, I'll go, I'll go start up uh, my own college and play for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen some wild takes on this. Look, I think it's a joke, to be honest with you, when it comes to development and that stuff to get to the league. I think it's stupid as hell. It's a bad decision from that standpoint, but it isn't as bad because of the transfer situation now. Yeah. Like he's going to go play high school competition. Uh, it just, it, it is what it is. He, he's not going to be going up against good receivers. Like he's going to be a corner. That's what he's going to be like to be able to get used to that ready for the NFL. You need to be going up against the best receivers in the league in the country. Whether that's, you know, in the SEC, ACC, no matter what. I mean, you're not getting it down there in the SWAC. You're not. It just, that's facts. Right. But the thing is now, and that's a that's a lot of people's take, is that it's just a dumb decision, whatever, whatever. Now, if you would have told me he did this three years ago without the transfer portal, I would agree with that. But with the transfer portal, he can get his money in a year, transfer out. And then in two years, hell, even if he stays for two years and transfers his junior year, all he has to do is show he can do it for one year, enter enter the draft, and be a first round pick. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I um, I personally love it. The reason I love it is because fuck, who cares, dude? Yo, the bottom line is, if you're great, you're great. Look at look at all these small time guys, and in, in terms of small time, I mean small time right. colleges producing big time players in the NFL. I think definitely you're right. Like it obviously benefits you. It will behoove you to play against the best of the best, but it could also hurt you. Um, what if this is the better play because he's not really all that great, and then he gets drafted real high, gets an absolute paycheck, right. and then flops, but he's still got an absolute paycheck. So that could work out in his favor. And he also has Deion Sanders as his head coach, one of the, if not the greatest corners ever. 
So it's I have I, a take on that though. That's fine. That's fine. But it it he has the money. He's got Deion Sanders on his side, which is a PR wizard, uh, marketing wizard. Um, he's got you know Dion's gonna hook him up with the best of the best in terms of off season programs, in terms of trainers, in terms of pro level guys that are gonna come and watch him. He you know Dion's gonna have connections in the in the big boys saying, Hey, look, I know who we are. I understand that we are Jackson State. Just come watch the kid. Just come watch him play. And you know they'll come because he's Deion Sanders. But um I, I don't hate it. I mean, and like you said, dude, worst case scenario. He does great at Jackson State, which he will, and then he just dips. He flakes out, dips out, and he gets. Oh, well, the worst case scenario is he gets hurt and he doesn't have oh, yeah. the right treatment plans yeah. and all that. That's worst case scenario. Yeah, that's Look, true. I could give two shits. This is the kid's decision, and that's how it should be. If he wants to go there and play there, that's fine. I'm just saying, from a development standpoint, probably not the best. But you're right; he could get exposed on the next level, and this is a way to kind of hide that. But this guy, we're talking about generational talent here from what everything I've heard. Maybe. Like this, I mean, you can watch on TV. I know he kind of got hurt this year, but look, hats off to him. He's doing something that's never, I mean, not never been done. I mean, Jerry Rice and, you know, Shannon Sharp and guys like that have played at HBCUs right. and done really well. Hall of Famers, all this kind of stuff. It's like, it's happened. This is not out of the question. Right. My thing is with this, he's playing a position that I mean, he flip flops, right? He plays offense and defense, but this is a position that you have to develop at. You got to be good at. You got to have good instincts for. It's one of these things where can Dion is he actually going to be a good coach? Yeah. Well, I, we don't know because he hasn't put a DB into the league yet and has dominated. Right, but I mean, let me ask you this: I don't know. This is a legitimate question. How good was Jackson State at football before he was there? I have no idea. My point. They're ten and one this year. Oh, I know. Look, and that's again. We all knew he was going to be able to. Everybody wants to go play for the guy. He's he's Dion. He's prime time. He is what he is. He got guys. He pulled. He flipped a Georgia guy last year. He was the number one uh, DB from JUCO. Flipped him for the same kind of deal right here. But again, I just don't. When it comes to the goal for these kids, look. No matter what anybody says. The goal for these kids is to get to the league. They don't give a shit about your school. They don't give a shit about my school. They don't care about Georgia. They don't care about Auburn. They want to get to the league and get money and pay for, help their parents. No That's what it boils down to. So when you look at a track record, Dion doesn't have that. Now I know I'm giving him shit. I'm saying this, and he's only been in coach for one year. But everybody's saying that, oh, FSU had the opportunity to hire him. The guy was hi- coaching high school football. Just because a guy was a formal, former player – does not mean he's going to be a good coach at all. Some people just don't have it in them to coach. Yeah, he, You know what uh, I mean? He, hey, Some some of the Dion, best players have no idea how to convey their message. They're just so instinctual. Yeah, they're just like, I don't know how to do it. I just do it. Right. I, and that's what you don't know. We don't know if Dion is that guy. Now, I could be wrong. He could be a great coach. Yeah. We'll find out with this. We will find out. If this guy goes on to be one of the best corners in the NFL, there we go. Yeah, maybe. But I, it's just you would think from a track record standpoint, he would do. He would go with somebody like go to go to Florida with Corey Raymond, somebody like that yeah. who has a track record of putting guys in the league. But hey, we're gonna find out. And you know what? I'm along for the ride. Now I'm interested. No doubt. I mean, 
we bet on them this week. So, I mean, hell, you never Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Um, I uh, like I said, I don't hate it, bro. Go get the bag. Two million dollars. That's life changing money for me. You know, I'm 26. I'm not 18. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's life changing money for anybody that doesn't have two million dollars. So, yep. Much less a kid that's just coming out of high school. Um, I, it don't matter. Like I said, dude, I'd play for Jeff State if they wanted me to for two million dollars and have a football team. I'll just be the only player on the roster. Yep. I will go out there one versus eleven for ten straight weeks and get pummeled for two million dollars. Right. You know. So I mean, I don't blame him one bit, bro. Not one. Yeah, it's just. Bit. Here's where things get a little like a little murky here. This is where nil needs to be governed and limited to an extent. Why is that? Because you can't have guys getting paid to go to schools. Like that's a violation. That that is actually what you can't do that. You can't say, Hey, we'll give you a hundred million or we'll give you a million dollars to come here. I mean, that's essentially what they did, but I know they there's a workaround obviously around it. Yeah. But they, he would not go there without that deal. He wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I get that for sure. I, so I mean, that's for college football moving forward. It's something that needs to be looked at because you can't be having guys being like these be written into deals and written into offers. You can't have that, and it might not be written. It might be just be a verbal thing, like, hey, we have this over here. As soon as you sign with us, bam, here you go. Right, here's a nil deal. What if here, here's what would be even wilder is if Barstool just said, nah, just kidding. That would be wild. Uh, right after signing. <laughs> yeah. I uh yeah, I mean I, I I'm with you. You know how good you know how good Alabama, you know how good Ohio State, you know how, how good Texas you would know be. How good Texas would be. You know how good USC would be. You know how good UCLA would be. The big boys, you know how good those teams would be? Florida, Florida State, bro, that All old money, schools, that old money would get the biggest and the best and the brightest. They, it would, there would, there would only be five stars going to five different schools. That's it. Yep. Well, look at this for an example. Get off Travis Hunter. We'll just get on a nil and transfer discussion here, and why I think it needs to be to an extent regulated. Quinn Ewers goes to Ohio State for a year, reclassifies, goes a year early, doesn't play his senior year. It's a million dollar in nil for one year. He's the third string quarterback. Why the hell are you paying the third string quarterback a million dollars? Guess what? Transfers to Texas. Now he's got a million dollar nil deal there. He went to Texas? Excuse me. He went to Texas, yes. No way, dude. Good for him. He ended up at the school everybody thought he was going to go to in the first place. Good for him. I bet they didn't offer that nil initially, and now they do. Yeah, it's just crazy because, look, this is exactly what Hunter can do. Quinn Ewers has given a lot of guys a playbook of, hey, you can go to this school, get your money, and you can go to the school you actually want to go to. No doubt. My thing with Neil is, like, I think I don't think, I don't think this should, it should be capped, you know, like in terms of, like, X amount of dollars at maximum. But here's what I think should happen. I think that anybody that gets paid X amount over the amount of the amount of cost of living for college should have the college cost of living and books, tuition, room board, all of that taken out of your nil. Um and right. and so that scholarship can go to somebody else. Yeah. Uh and they can technically you, be a walk on, right? Yeah, you could. You know what I'm saying? Like, why wouldn't they do that? Give it give a scholarship to a kid that doesn't get a million dollars. 
give it to an offensive lineman. Give it to yeah, or give it to a kid that you love and he works his ass off, but he has zero athletic ability. You know, like those. You know how many those those are a dime a dozen these days, bro. There's so many kids out there that work their ass off. They just don't. They just simply don't have what it takes athletically. But they they just want to be a part of the team. You give that kid that the scholarship, give the quarterback a walk on spot because he's literally getting a school paid for anyway, and have that taken out of your kneel. But then also another idea that I was thinking about is maybe they get a million dollars, but they can't tap into but X percentage of that until after graduation or until after they, right. they designate the for themselves for the draft. Then they can act they can dip into that money kind of like a trust fund. Um, so you kind of treat it like that. You can you can you can act you can you can get into maybe it's still a lot of money, but maybe like $150,000, you know, per year. Right. Yeah, $150,000 is, what, 10.5%, what, 15% of, I'm trying to do the, the rounding, but it's not, mu- it's not, it's not a, barely a dent in a million dollars. So, uh, yeah. so I, I just don't, 15%. I think something like that should be in place. You know, yeah. I, th- I, also, yeah. I think that should be I mean, in place it's, sure. it's just such an interesting topic because now you, like, look, you got a gaming company making a nil deal with a college football player, like that should not happen. It seems like a big conflict of interest here. But at the same time, like schools should not be anywhere involved in this. It should just be businesses, corporations, boosters, like that kind of deal. But my thing is, it's like you shouldn't be able to pitch a kid nil. You shouldn't be able to do that in recruitment. Yeah, you shouldn't incentivize it should be something, acceptance of a scholarship, yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be something done until afterwards. Like, you can maybe discuss it like, hey, you'll have better chances at my school for a nil deal versus this school. Right. But it shouldn't be, oh, he signed, okay, here's a hundred, here's a $2 million, whatever it is. Right. Uh, $1.5 million to $3 million is what I've seen reported. That should not come out. 20 minutes after he signs. I'm sorry. That shouldn't. Right. That tells you this was this is why he went 100%. there. 100%. And, and that should never happen. And that maybe they could be like, "Oh, well, here's how here's what here's the kind of nil deals that happened in the past for players in your position. This is something right. that you could probably do in terms of later, but you shouldn't say you shouldn't be able to say, "All right, well, here are three fast food chains. Here are here are three fast food chains, two two car dealerships, and then a car wash." That are all going to pay you money, you know. Like, right. uh, here's here's Alpha Insurance. You know, they're they're going to give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars if you sign with us. Dude, I was so we lost on on a safety yesterday to Florida, and it came like somebody said on our board that we didn't want to bit out get into a bidding war. Kids are literally positioning schools now based off who's going to give them the most money. Of course now. they are, dude. And I'm sure that was always done just under the table. But now it's actively putting out there. The kids are literally saying, oh, you're going to give me 450 Well, they're going to give me 500 so I'm going to go over here. Like, that should not be a part of it. It just shouldn't. But I know it's a business at this point. College football is it's minor league NFL is what it is at this point. It's we've, all, a- we've kind of thought that for a while, but... Now we, I mean, you now got free can do it agency openly. with the transfer portal. Yeah, you can just do it openly. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's it's wild. It's even it's wilder than the wild. NFL because there's no contractual agreement to stay on the team year to year. No, it's just all no. one year contracts. <laughs> Pretty That's much. It. That's it. That's it. Yep. 
it really is because your con your scholarship re-ups every year. Yeah. It's insane. That it's such a wild thing. But hey, hats off to Travis. He's taking a huge risk, but he's also getting paid doing it. So good for, good on him. It's good for the HBCUs to get this kind of pub and that kind of stuff yeah. and get some money into it. So good for them. Um, hey, nothing res- nothing but respect for it, but for the college football world, it's interesting. It's going to do these next, I'd say next six or seven years are going to be very bizarre as to what precedent is set for recruiting. The problem is recruiting. this has already gone to the Supreme Court. They already ruled that this has to be a thing. Yeah. How do you, how do we, it's a slippery slope. How do we walk it back? We're not going to be able to. Yeah. As long as I, I get mean, to play this NCAA is, football 2024, I'm cool. I don't care. Look, it's the first year. The kid's already gotten $2 million by going to two different schools. He's, he's first year. He's about to be 19. Yeah. That's insane. But also, who the hell is paying these kids this much money just to go play football at their school? That's just a bad investment. Now, from Barstool's standpoint, they'll get their money back. They already probably did with all the clicks and followers and shit they got. They're making $2 million a day. That ain't nothing, yeah. brother. No, they, they already got their money back. They saw this as just a complete net positive, and then Dion seeing it as a big old fuck you to Florida State. And again, everybody that's saying that he's just doing this to go be a head coach at Florida State, I, I just don't see that being successful Dude, um, at all. I, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not doubting the guy. I refuse to doubt somebody like Deion Sanders. It's like doubting Conor McGregor. I, re- I just, I'm not doing it. I refuse to doubt somebody like him. Can't do it. That's It's different, though, because he's doing something that he's not in the Hall of Fame for. He's coaching. It's two completely different yep. things here. That's true. That's true. So he's, he went from being the high school head coach two years ago to being getting the national number one recruit overall. I mean, that's insane. What, um, I mean, he's trending upward. That's for sure. I mean, obviously. Um, but, I mean, I, I want to see what yo, he can do. I want to look up what Jackson State's record was last year. Jackson, or two years ago, right? Not this year, last year. Yeah. yeah. Jackson State. No, no, two years ago, two years ago. Football, Yeah, because last year was his. I'm doing 2019. Yeah. Record. Yeah, they might not have played last year. Dude, their record just two years ago. Was four and eight. Twenty. Let's go to twenty twenty. Twenty twenty record, four and three. First season for Deion Sanders. COVID year, yeah. Twenty twenty one record, ten and one. If that's not a turnaround, I just don't know what is. Yeah, I mean, again, he's going to be able to get kids to go there by saying, "Hey, I'm Deion." Hey, y'all. Do you guys want to hang out with Deion fucking Sanders? That's all, he, yeah. and, and then that's all. He, that's all you gotta do. Yeah, the problem is, is when it gets to the big boy level, it's gonna be like, do I want to go play with Dion or do I want to go play with Saban, a guy who's gotten guys to the league and has won a lot. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's tough to pass up Saban, but Saban's yeah. different though. The reason Saban's different is that he don't. I mean, he gets great recruits. Obviously, he always will, but he don't really position it like. You're going to play, you know, like he positions it like this. He's like, yo, do you think that you're capable of being in the NFL? And then they get, right. and they, all of them are going to go, yep. And then he goes, okay, well, I got a lot of guys that will go to the NFL perennially. Right. Do you, do you think you could play for me? And they go, oh, yeah, absolutely. He goes, all right, well, scholarship's on the table if you want it. 
No guarantees you're going to play. No guarantees you'll play third year. There's no guarantees you'll be on the team. But here's your opportunity, buddy, to go to the NFL right there. If you start on my football team, you, the odds of you being in the NFL are just so high. You know? And here's all my rings. Yeah, and here's here's my basket of rings that I brought. I don't even have them on the showcase little fingers, the faux fingers anymore. I just got them in a basket, and I just jingle them around. I just jingle them around a little sack. You can hear them. That's how many I got. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know if he'll be able to handle that, Dion. But um, so far in the swag, the turnaround is real. Absolutely. What else we got? Absolutely. Um, let's get to our last quick story real quick. Um, I called this at the beginning of the year, but the NFL, the NFL, they screwed up, and they're screwing up even more as the day goes on and on. There's a massive COVID outbreak across the league. Guys like Baker Mayfield are having to sit out this week who are saying they are perfectly fine. But because the NFL's protocols, guys haven't sit out 10 games, even if they're vaccinated. Ten, I, I said 10 days, not 10 games, right? Yeah, yeah. you said you yeah. said 10 games, but I meant days, 10 days. Bad. If it was 10 games, that'd be wild. Nope. And now, read this while we were at the beginning, while I was looking some stuff up. Um, now they're instituting a, the the very intensive, really restrictive protocols again, aka daily testing, man, ma- mandatory man uh, mass mandates. God, That's the NFLPA, tonight, sorry, though, guys. right? It's both. They're both wanting it. It's it's crazy that they want this. Like guys are perfect. Nobody has gotten really badly sick or that uh, that we've heard of. Well, we, from COVID, we would have yeah. heard of it if they had. Yeah. So we're talking about the healthiest humans of all time, but yet we're still going to treat this like this. Crazy. Crazy, bro. It's wild to me. Crazy. I, um, I actually, uh, guys, I know you're listening to our podcast, but if you want to listen to something extremely informative on COVID, and this is all I'll mention of it, but uh, Robert McCullough, he was on Joe Rogan this past uh, week, and uh, he is a, very, very accredited source in the medical field. Um, and uh, I highly encourage you to go listen to it if you haven't. Um, it, if you have any interest in learning more about how it operates, how the vaccines operate, and he, there's no slant, there's no bias slant to it. You can tell when people are being biased and slanty towards one, one way or the other. He just, he just really just breaks it down on how it works. And, um, yeah, now that I've listened to that, that's, it's actually insane that we're doing this to the best, to apex athletes, you know? Yeah. Guys who have the best training, the best health, nutritionist, like, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any so, sense, but it's the last thing I'm going to harp on who, about. Who, uh, outside of Baker, who else is, uh... A bunch of the Rams, like OBJ, um, Cooper Cup. I don't want to say Stafford. So Cooper Cup's um, out? Then Cooper Cup is out. Yeah, it's a bunch of guys. I mean, what a fantasy the is. Rams. I bet on the Rams thinking, hey, they have all these guys out. Cardinals is going to crush them. Nope. Well, Cooper Cup played. I know, but he, he that it came out after. This came out like two days ago. So outrageous. So did they pop negative or positive tests? or Positive tests, yeah. But it's also across the league. Like you have a bunch of guys from the Browns, which the Browns are – dogs now to the Raiders because of this. Um, Hell yeah, they are. I would be, I mean, hammer the Raiders low key. 
Uh, it's like minus three, two and a half, three. It's weird, weird, weird lines this week. But yeah, I it's gonna it makes it incredibly hard to bet this week. I know I just bet with so much confidence earlier without even knowing this. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, but because it's just widespread across the league at this point, and now they're just saying, "Nope, we're going back to what we were last year." Cowards. Wild. Hey, I'll say it. Cowards. That's what they are. Fucking cowards, dude. Hey, but remember, Aaron Rodgers is the enemy. He's the worst guy in the entire world because he said I was immunized. And he was allergic to the vaccine. Yep. Anyways, let's get into our picks. Start it up. Go ahead and tell them the records. Read it and weep, bitch. Fuck you. Ha <laughs> ha! All right. I am exactly even, 47 and 47. Which isn't bad, by the way, guys. With... For gambling, it's it's not as good as I did last year. I'm not gonna lie about that. I've had some rough weeks, but asshole here, Cam, fifty one and forty three. Gang, bro, fifty one and forty three. I want to know what the money line numbers are, like the minus one hundred. If you could add them up, I, I would have to do that. But I'm, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even know if fifty one and forty three. Fifty one and forty three probably just breaks even on units, probably. like realistically. You're no well. You're you would slightly be in the profit. To be in the profit, you have to be at fifty two percent. You're at fifty four point two five. Is that true? How did you know that? Yeah, it's just a widely known thing. Nine, to be profitable, you have to be not widely enough, I guess, because I didn't know that shit. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense, guys. I'll be honest, bro. I've been crushing. There's so many. All right, so there's so many. I'm gonna unpaid ad this shit. There's so many bets this year that I didn't say on the podcast that were non football related that were non-NFL uh, or college football related, that I solely rely on this app that I have. <laughs> it's called Sportsline, and I highly encourage you go look it up and look into it because it gives you simulated bets. It gives you simulated grades based off of a simulator that they run, and um, they'll grade out each game, A, B, or C, and uh, – I bet every A grade this whole year, and I've gotten paid pretty frequently. I get I get paid. Uh, this is all hypothetical, but like if I were to be over a hundred dollars, which I was pretty frequently this past year, I would have gotten paid out a pretty a, a decent sum. Um, especially if I didn't bet any less. If I bet more than ten dollars on each game, I'd have been doing real well. But um, I, I hockey it crushes. Sportsline crushes hockey, boys. Crushes. I mean, I hit a parlay just a week ago on a on a random Tuesday. You know, <laughs> just on a random hockey Tuesday, bro. Just crushed it. Uh, hey, just getting hot down on man, the ice. On, on the ice. Men's bas- college basketball, crush. See, that's something I can't. I just don't know anything I don't, about dude, it, dude. You're looking at a guy who doesn't know anything about it either. But guess what? I rely on the experts. I rely on the simulated bets, and we crush, buds. We just flat out crush. So. I mean, 10 out of 10 would recommend Sportsline for anything outside of football. And even football this year did well. I mean, it was above 50% on A grades. It was pretty rough last year. Right. Now, last year, less than 50%. But it was it was bad. Yeah, it's year. a good thing I took a lot of gut picks, too, though. So it kind of evened out. But it was rough last year. But this year, did well. Did really well on a lot of the over unders. Um, spreads were okay, finicky. But over unders, they kind of they they crushed. Um, but hey, you know, that's what it is. I would uh, go ahead and recommend that because, I mean, 51 to 43 is not a pushover record, boys and girls. No, nah, it's pretty I mean, good. I mean, you look, look at the sports line expert records. I mean, they're only slightly better than me. And I granted, I am taking their picks. Maybe. 
I am taking their picks. So, I mean, I guess it is still credit to them, but still, I do fine. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this week. All right. We're both, we'll start with tonight's game. We're both on the same side. This week, lock, Chiefs minus three. They're on a heater. They just drug the Raiders. Absolutely drug them. Um, they're turning around. Their offense is looking good. Their defense is stopping teams enough, which is important. Uh, it, it just seems like if you – all right, guys, just keep them less than 24 points and we'll win. And that's honestly pretty on brand for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Chiefs minus three. I also took the team total 27 and a half. Um, y'all, won't, y'all won't get these picks until after the game, so hopefully you'll hear them like, oh, I'll be down. Um, but uh, I think the Chiefs scored 28 tonight for sure. Uh, but uh, I also have the minus three. Yeah, I've got the Chiefs minus three here. Everything you just said, I think they're clicking. They flipped the switch last week. I think they're, they, they're back. Yeah. Offensively, they're back. They're, their defense is what it is. But, hey, they shut down the Raiders last week. And I know Herbert and the Chargers are getting it together. They played really good last week. But, hey, you give up some points to the Giants, you have to assume – the best quarter, one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, is going to put up a lot more than twenty one. You would, so. yeah, you would think, you would think. My next pick uh, is going to be the Pats, uh, plus two and a half. I have absolutely no idea why they would be underdogs against the Colts. It is a Colts home game. I don't know why that would favor them by three points, um, but nonetheless, I am taking the Pats plus two and a half. We probably need to look in that COVID protocol for the Pats. Uh, I didn't see anything, but. Uh, the fact that they're underdogs here, they're nine and four. They're on an absolute tear, playing their best football. They got Mac checked down in, in the in the backfield, just absolutely throwing dimes to his running backs. Uh, hey, only throwing three passes last week. Hell yeah! I mean, he literally said he'd never seen snow. Yeah, but that was like in 2015. Still, he said that. Still, bro, that's not that many years. Yeah, that ago. was a wild game. Um, I uh, yeah, that was a nutty game to watch. But nonetheless, I love Mac Jones. I love I loved him before the draft. I loved him before his last year at Alabama. I loved him as soon as I saw him play in that bowl game against somebody. Uh, the his juniors the year before his last year. Uh, he, when he beat Auburn was when he came was his coming out party. Uh, we beat we year. beat him that year. Oh no, yeah, you're we, right. We, technically, bad. I wasn't gonna mention that. But we were we there. We did beat Mac Jones. Um, we there. It, was a, it was a shootout. It's not like he had a bad game. The guy threw for like 450 right. yards. But it, yeah, but he threw what two yeah, picks? Yeah, he threw, he threw an unlucky pick six for sure. The one that but, off uh, yeah, Najee's back. Yeah, it was like on the goal line. It was super unlucky. Yeah, but the guy's a stud. Uh, I love Mac Jones. He's a, he's a stud, and um, I'm rolling with the Pats, bro. They're studs. I, I mean, money lines a lock in my opinion. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, my next pick is the Cardinals minus 12 and a half. Um, I know they just lost. I, I rolled with them last week. DeAndre, oh, is he? DeAndre oh, Hopkins yeah, is out, out for the season. So, hold on. Are we rethinking that glog or what? A little bit. I forgot he's out. But it's the Lions, dude. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's the Lions. Ugh. By the way, I had the Vikings on a teaser, a 16 teaser, and I would have won 120 bucks. And everybody won. All my picks won, but the Vikings, all the Vikings had to do was just beat the totally defeated Lions this year. They literally just had to, it was a pick them, and they lost. Lions won their first game on my teaser, bro. I was devastated, needless to say. 
You know what? Screw it. I'm sti- I'm sticking with oh, it. Man. Yeah, Cardinals minus twelve and a half against the 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 shitty Lions. Oh God, here we go. Well, good God. All right. Well, I'll give you my picks. Um, to be fair, guys, Ryan, I don't know where he lives. It's like a a, a danger zone of some sorts. Um, the fire alarm will just go off intermittently, and it's pretty hilarious. Uh, but my next pick is going to be the Titans. It's a pick 'em against the Steelers. Steelers look mediocre at best. They tied against the – I think it was the Lions. Um, uh, they tied uh, against the worst team in the in the country. And the Titans are 9-4. and four. I think they have Julio Jones back. Um, Ryan, give me a thumbs up if that's true, or a thumbs down if it's not. Um, regardless, though, they're playing the Steelers. The Steelers aren't looking very good. They're out of Juju. They don't have Juju Smith. Uh, they're, their quarterback's old. They just got a bunch working against them. Um, the only thing that's really looking in their favor is Najee Harris. Najee Harris is an absolute tank. And he will be for the foreseeable future. But uh, Julio Jones is back. We got that confirmed. Titans pick them in Steelers territory. I mean, I guess that could sway it. I mean, that could kind of slow it down. Maybe under, maybe slow start. Um, But the Steelers can't score. The Titans, they've you've seen them score even without Derrick Henry. Um, I like the Titans. I like the Titans on outright pick them. Um, my next pick is going to be the Jag, Jags and the Texans, the two literal second worst teams. They're they're tied for bronze at the moment, for the worst fucking teams in the NFL. They're two and eleven apiece, just debaucheries of teams, insults to the NFL, black eyes if you will. And they're playing each other this week, which is hilarious. There shouldn't even be a line. It should just they should, everybody loses that game. But um, I did look at the total and I thought that was alarmingly low. Um, just because they're two really bad teams in the NFL don't mean they're two really bad teams against, you know, everybody else. And, 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 and uh, that's outside of the NFL. They're really talented athletes out there. They're just uh, not as talented. But um, over or under is 39 and a half. That is mathematics. It checks it out. That's less than three touchdowns apiece. And that's not very many touchdowns, guys. I understand. I get it. Texans, Jags. They're not exactly offensive powerhouses, but they also are professional athletes, and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna put a little faith in them. I don't know what the I don't know what the weather is like, but I know it's not gonna be cold. It's in Jacksonville, Florida, um, and it's the middle of the day, so uh, maybe rain, maybe rain. I don't know. I haven't really the forecast, but over 39 and a half is a pick of mine, and I highly encourage you at least entertain. Um, my next pick. Oh, excuse me. Um, do I even have another pick? Uh, let me look here. Bull picks. I don't even have a pick, I don't think. Anyway. Bull picks. You, you say something about pool picks? This is okay, a joke. Okay. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, bowl, bowl picks. So we're looking in the bowl weeks. We're going through uh, December 23rd, which is next Thursday. We're actually going to be recording next Wednesday because of obvious reasons with Christmas coming up. So um, we're going to record a little earlier. But we're going to go through the 23rd for the bowl picks, and we're going to give you our ideas on the bowls. So my first pick, let me pull it up real quick for you guys, and we'll, we'll dive in. And I'll be honest, I kind of just went through them and just started hammering out picks, which was probably pretty aggressive, but whatever. These are all knee-jerk picks, but I like them. I'll be honest. Um, 
First game I got is the Cure Bowl, another needless bowl that we don't need, and hence the word needless. Sorry for the redundancies. Coastal Carolina, Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois looked pretty good this year. Coastal looked like an – they just looked like a team that was just slightly better than their people in their conference. They weren't dominant. I mean, South Alabama took them to OT with a backup quarterback. Granted, hey, for whatever reason, South at home, they're tough. Hey, South at home, they're tough. They took ULL to a damn dog at home. They took Coastal to a damn dog at home. They're tough now. They're, uh, they're in Mobile. Don't worry. Don't sleep on them Jags. So, I'm taking Northern Illinois plus 10 and a half. 10 and a half is too many points against a uh, right above average Sunbelt team, uh, in my opinion. Um, next pick, I got App State minus three against Western Kentucky. App State's got a great offense. They always have. They got a veteran quarterback, another Sunbelt team that I've actually had to watch or, or not really had the pleasure to, but I did watch nonetheless. Um, I don't know much about Western Kentucky, but I do know enough about App State to feel confident in this pick. Um, but it's in Florida. Neither one of those teams are familiar with that uh, that environment, that climate, that temperature, that humidity. So that's going to be interesting in Boca Raton in the middle of an island pretty much. It's going to be extra humid. Um, the second half is going to be very interesting to watch. But um, I got App State minus three. Uh, I like that pick. Uh, maybe my Sun Belt bias, whatever. My next pick <clears throat> is – the coveted and renowned worldwide in the recruiting landscape now. The Jackson State, whatever the fuck their mascot is. Wildcats. You got to guess always Wildcats. Panthers. Jaguars. It's obviously the Jackson State Tigers. Uh, he just typed that to me. I had no fucking clue. They're playing South Carolina State. Whatever. Whoever the hell that is. Um, seems like they're equals in terms of relevancy, uh, before Dion at least. <laughs> but um, I'm just looking at records here. I mean, Jackson State, 11 and 1. South Carolina State, or Mr. Irrelevant, 6 and 5. Jackson State, doing well this year. Like he said, they got a good uh, corner from Florida, and uh, or they yoinked him from Georgia, excuse me. And, uh, and, Hey, the future's looking bright over there in Jackson, Mississippi. So I'm taking them minus 10 outright in Atlanta in the Celebration Bowl. I like that pick quite a bit. Uh, My next pick is UAB-BYU. The spread is seven in favor of BYU in Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, BYU's 10-2. They start off on an absolute absolute tear this year. They beat Utah outright before the quarterback woes were realized and, and, and solved for Utah. But nonetheless, they did beat them. I watched that game. Um, BYU minus seven. I'm taking that over UAB. UAB has looked pretty good this year. But uh, BYU, they, I just feel like they're a better team tip for tat. So I'm going to go with minus seven. Maybe even tease it down to six and a half. Um, 23rd. Where are we? Oh, we're getting close. Okay. My next pick is going to be Louisiana Lafayette. I refuse to call you, you the University of Louisiana, you bunch of peasants. You, University, University of Louisiana Lafayette. Versus Marshall. Um, Lafayette's 12-1 and one conference champions, Sunbelt champs, um, as it were. They, uh, I think they are. They're, they, beat, they beat Texas. Did they beat Texas? I feel like they lost Texas. They're 12-1. and one. So that's their only loss was game one of the, year, of, of game one of the season. Uh, look that up for me. Look, hey, look that up, Jamie. 
I got an, I got my own Jamie. I got my own Jamie. This 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 portion of the pod. Um, Marshall ULL. Yeah, that is their own loss. Their only loss. Uh, minus five is ULL in favor. ULL is a pretty good team. They got a lefty quarterback. He's mobile. He does well. He's a playmaker for them. Um, to their detriment sometimes. To be honest with you, he, he gets a little aggressive, kind of like Bo Nix. Um, but uh, ULL minus five. I do like that pick. It's in New Orleans. It's going to be a home game for ULL. So um, I like that pick a lot. And uh, next one I got, and this is my last pick going into the 23rd, um, San Diego State-UTSA. Uh, two teams that won a bunch of football games this year. Uh, San Diego State was in the top 25 at one point. UTSA was also. Uh, San Diego State 11-2, and UTSA 12-1. and UTSA was crushing against the spread, too, this year. Um, but San Diego State... UTSA line is two points in favor of UTSA, which is University of Texas, San Antonio. If you didn't know, I didn't either until I got to college, full disclosure. Um, I, I'm taking San Diego State. I'm not impressed with the UTSA. Uh, they did cover quite a bit, but when you look at their schedule, it wasn't that important, that that great. Yeah, San Diego State played some pretty decent teams this year. Um, their two losses, I forget who they were, but uh, they were they were against some good ball clubs. Uh, I, San Diego State's historically been a 10-win team in the last probably six or seven years. They're a nine, 10-win team every year. One year they had the lead in rusher. Um, he was an absolute stud, and then they came to Mobile and we beat that ass. But um, it, was a, uh, it was a good game. But uh, anyway, San Diego State plus two is my pick. I'm underwhelmed by San Antonio. I, uh, I have faith in San Diego State's history. And I think they're the better team. It is in Frisco, Texas, however. So uh, if San Antonio travels well, it could be a home game for them. And that is my last pick in the bowls. Um, so we should be good. Um, but uh, Sorry about that, guys. Uh, my fire alarm decided to go off in my apartment complex. So now that that little fiasco is over, let's get into the rest of my picks. I know Cam's already gone, so we'll do this really quick, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Um, I left off the Cardinals minus 12 and a half. That is what it is. I know we got some things that came up after that, but we're just going to roll with it. So my next pick is the Miami minus nine and a half. Uh, Miami's been on a roll here lately. So Tua has been playing good. I'm going to keep my faith in that. And the Jets are the Jets, man. You just continue to fade the Jets until proven otherwise. I mean, they're terrible against the spread. So give me Miami minus nine and a half, and let's hope Tua and Gaskin and that offense can keep it going. Uh, I like the momentum they've got, so why the hell not? Let's keep it going here. I'm going to agree with Cam on the Titans. I'm going to take them out of pick them. I don't understand why this is a pick them, to be honest with you. I don't think the Steelers are a good team at all. I think Ben's done. I think he is over the hill, way at the bottom of that hill, and I think he this is his last year, and it's it's sad to see, but... At the same time, we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger here, guys. He's He's been great throughout his career, but it is what it is. So give me the Titans. They've been destroying teams. It seems like a disrespectful line, in my opinion, but, hey, we're going to roll with it. Next, I got Cincinnati against the Broncos. Um, Cincinnati, they, they've been a roller coaster this year, and you can say the same about the Broncos, but when it boils down to it, I like Joe Burrow better than Teddy Bridgewater. I like Jamar Chase over Jerry Judy. So I'm going to roll with that. I like what Cincy's got going on their side of the ball. 
Um, it looks like that line might be three now. So I'm actually going to take it at three and we're going to keep it moving. Um, I like Cincy here. I know it's in Denver. I know that can get a little weird, but hey, why the hell not? Why the hell not? Um, next for the NFL, this will be my last pick and then we'll get into bull picks. I got the Buccaneers against the Saints. I got it at minus 10 and a half. Looks like I might have lose, uh, went up to 11. Look, Tampa is a much better team than the Saints, and the Saints are bad without Jameis. Look, I know they have a great uh, defense. Their defense is still really good. It is what it is there. But the Bucks, they just continue to dominate. They're at home, and they wreck when they're at home. So Tampa, Tampa big. Tampa big here. Um, next, we're going to get into bowl picks here. Um, my first pick as Cam had mentioned, it is the Celebration Bowl. Um, this is something we already alluded to a little bit earlier um, with talking about Travis Hunter and everything. But I'm taking Jackson State. Look, they are just, they've been dominating all year. Uh, Cam pointed out the record not too long ago. Um, I don't know much about South Carolina State. I don't know much about Jackson State. I know they got better athletes, so that's just an assumption. No, Hindu, if you're listening to this, you'll hate me for that. But um, I'm taking Jackson State here, minus 10. It seems pretty pretty logical on that. Um, Friday night games, I'm looking at it. I don't really don't really love Toledo or Middle Tennessee. I think that's a weird line. I don't really know a whole lot about either team. Will I probably bet it? Probably. Um, actually, probably not, actually. I'll look at it. Um, Northern Illinois Coastal. This one, Cam's got Northern, Northern Illinois here, right? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on it. I want to say Coastal because they're just a better team. But Northern Illinois, if Rocky, uh, what's his name, plays plays well, then it could be a dangerous one. Um, the over is a look at 63. I'm not going to take it. I'm just going to keep it moving. Uh, Fresno State, this seems like a weird line because UTIP is just not good. I know I took them as one of my first picks of the year, but I don't think UTIP's a very good team at all. And Fresno, again, a little bit of a roller coaster when it comes to the spread this year, but Give me Fresno State here at a minus 11.5. It seems like it's a good line, and it seems like Fresno should run away with that one on Saturday. Um, my next pick, this seems pretty straightforward here. Um, I know Utah State's got a way better record than them, but give me Oregon State minus 7. They've been a wagon this year when it came to the spread, and they're not a bad football team. So give me them against Utah State here. Um, I, think they, I think Oregon State's a pretty solid team, so... Minus a seven there. Uh, I'm also going to agree with Cam here, and it looks like there's some line movement on this, but I'm going to take ULL. Um, Cam got it at minus five. I've seen, I'm seeing it at minus four now, so I'm going to take it at the minus four. Next, he's he's taking that BYU game. Um, I actually see some line movement on that one down to six and a half towards UAB. Um, you would think BYU here minus six and a half is pretty much a lock, but UAB, they can score some points. Maybe look at the over at 54 and a half there. Um, I will ride with him on App State minus three. App State's a better team than Western Kentucky. I can tell you that right now. App State's a pretty damn good team. Only a couple losses they've had this year were against ULL, and they were in the Sun Belt Championship. So Sun Belt bias, as Cam said, I'm going to take ULL there or App State there minus the three. Seems pretty straightforward. Um, not going to touch any the Monday game, the old Old Dominion Tulsa game. I don't know anything there outside of Tulsa. Um, I would you would think they'd probably whoop OD, ODU, but I don't know shit. I mean, look at Taylor Heineke coming out of ODU being the starting football uh, starting starting quarterback for the Washington football team. So, I'm um, not going to touch that. We're going to keep it moving there. 
there's an interesting game here. Cam's taking it. He's got the San Diego State, right? Um, I've been on the opposite side where I've rode UTSA this year, but I don't know if I can trust them. Um, it feels like I should just throw them out of principle, so I'm going to. Um, minus two UTSA, why the hell not? Um, that That's just been my wagon this year, but hey, why the hell not? Actually, no, I'm not doing it. I can't. I just can't do it. I can't pull the trigger there. Um, Army coming off a big loss to Navy. Give me Mizzou minus four or M- Mizzou plus four there. Um, Army is probably the better team, but look, SEC, I'm going to ride with them. Uh, Mizzou, big. That's that's all my picks, guys. Um, I'm not going to pick the Florida game. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't know anything about Miami, Ohio, or North Texas. So not going to touch those two. Uh, it seems like Gus should beat Florida, especially with Florida literally not having a coach for this game. I mean, they're, I think C-Rob's a coach. Um, I know Napier, but Napier's coaching in the ULL game. So uh, I, I I would lean towards Gus and UCF, but then again, Dylan Gabriel's gone. He's going to UCLA. So it's interesting. Uh, not a game I'm going to touch because there's too many variables you don't know about. And we're just going to keep it moving. Also, something that came out is Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker will not be playing in the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Uh, That's something there to watch for that line. I know this is something we'll talk about next week and the week following. But something to go ahead and start thinking about is these New Year's Six Bowls that aren't playoff games and guys that are beforehand, if you think they're not going to play, go ahead and grab that line before it moves if you're on one side that's you think the live movement's going to affect it in a negative way. So go ahead and grab it. But something to keep an eye on. What can we do to fix this kind of stuff? Um, outside of paying kids, I, I don't know what else you can do. Um, giving them some money might be the answer, but who knows. So that's all we got today. I'm going to let Cam wrap this thing up, and we're going to get out of here. So you all have a great one. Uh, we'll talk to you all next week for our Christmas episode. Yeah, I, I think I think that's about it. Uh, I hope you guys are going to have a phenomenal weekend. Um, we had a little, hey, we had a minor technical difficulty there at the end, but we're gonna we're persevering, dude. We're pushing through flat out. Okay, uh, I hope you guys have a phenomenal weekend. Great weekend slot full of NFL games and meaningless bowl games that we can all be degenerates on, and I'm excited about it. Y'all have a phenomenal weekend. We will see y'all next Thursday. Hopefully, honestly, guys. Definitely don't worry about the podcast until after Christmas. Be with your friends. Be with your family. We're going to have our, I guess it's our first official Christmas, maybe second. I don't remember. Christmas pod. Um, that's something we would have to think about. But um, Ryan's saying two, so maybe second. Uh, but uh, what's going to happen is we're going to do that, and it's going to be a silly goose time. And, um, guys, I hope you all have a phenomenal weekend full of merriness and, and pleasure and go see the cool lights. And if it's snowing there, enjoy it. And if it's not snowing there, still enjoy it because snow's miserable after the first 10 minutes. And um, I hope you all have a great weekend, guys. Uh, This is episode 91. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Check us out. Check all our links. They're all in our descriptions. And uh, we love you all, man. Peace.